0: And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And on today's episode, our final recap interview from Commodity Classic in Orlando, Florida. Back in March, we talked about the farm economy and more with Matt Erickson of Farm Credit Services of America. Let's talk about this ag economy. You know, we've had a a couple of good years here. Farmers have been very profitable we've seen good markets and a, just a, a lot of optimism throughout the farm economy despite the the pandemic and everything else but now it's a lot of inflation worry out there a lot of recession fears we're hearing more and more about it the fed continues to raise interest rates and i think i think farmers much like the rest of the country is a, is a little worried about that what's your general sense of just the the farm economy the ag economy here currently as we begin this year yeah, one of the the
1: big themes that I've I've seen here, and when I've talked to customers and other farmers around the country here at Commodity Classic, you know, one of the big questions that I'm getting is, you know, where are interest rates going? What's the uh, Federal Reserve uh, bank going to do, and what's their overall direction? And I think when we talk about the general uh, macro economy, it was a big week this week. We had uh, uh, Chairman Powell testify up on up on the Hill. Um, he spoke to both the the Senate and the House. Gave kind of his outlook and. His comments were rather hawkish, and when we look at what's been going on over really the the past year, is we've got this inflation problem. Um, you know, we've got you know a, a labor market that's extremely tight. All these things incorporate here um, an inflation problem that the chair that Chairman Powell's trying to address. And, you know, one of the things that we're seeing is, you know, we're seeing a hawkish Fed, um, you know, the expe- expectation here that the market sees for the March meeting is maybe a 25 basis point or even a 50 basis point increase. Now, when I talk to, to producers, you know, there's a lot of data that needs to come out here. Uh, we just saw, you know, some labor data uh, that came out here Friday. Uh, the unemployment rate went up from 3.4 to 3.6. Uh, and we're kind of in this situation in the macro economy where Good news is bad and bad news is good. And what I mean by that is, you know, one of the things that Chairman Powell is addressing in the inflation problem is to kind of cool off this labor market, which will cool off wage increases. So for producers, what that means is we could be seeing uh, further increases in interest rates. So, again, next week we've got some inflation data. The CPI comes out as well as, I believe, the the PPI. All these things here make up... um, um, the impact to the overall general U.S. macro economy, which will impact U.S. farmers and ranchers across the country.
0: Well, we've seen, especially with, you know, Fed Chair Powell's comments this past week, uh, how that affected the markets in general. You know, not really trading supply demand fundamentals, trading those macro headwinds. And when we see, you know, 15, 20 cents come off of, you know, December corn, that's obviously got to be worrisome to producers as well as, you know, they're getting ready to plant this extremely expensive crop here. This year, so I, I, I'm sure there's got to be some of those worries out there as well.
1: Yeah, over the past year, I mean, production expenses, I, you know, I don't want to be the first one to say this, but they're expensive and they've, uh, they've been historically high here last year. And we've seen a little bit of decrease in fertilizer prices here, which is good for the, the market, but still, from a historical standpoint, they're still relatively high. And so when we when we think about, you know, the overall general farm economy, you know, we've seen net farm income at really good levels here over the past couple years. That's allowed producers to increase and um, utilize some working capital um, on their on their books. And so when I talk with producers and I talk with, you know, what's what do you think that is going to happen here in 2023? I think from an agricultural standpoint, they're thinking where price is going to go. And, you know, I think we've got a lot of, you know, remember, we remember a lot of from 2012, 2013, when we had historically high corn and soybean prices, and then things came down. And so what I tell producers here is there's a couple things that we need to look at. First and foremost, for 2023, the supply and and demand fundamentals are still intact. They haven't gone away. Two, we're, you know, focus on the knowns and not the unknowns. And what I mean by that is we know that Brazil's going to have a big crop here. We know Argentina is going through drought. So USDA's kind of cut back on that production. But I think what, what we need to look at and kind of, you know, think about here is what the U.S. crop is going to be here in 2023. So, you know, we're likely to have a weather event. Um, You know, planting progress and, uh, you know, if there's any prevented planting issues, that's going to have a big impact on the market. But look at some of these seasonality trends here. So look at the months of June, July and August. That's generally when the Brazil uh, safrina crop hits the market, but that's also when the U.S. hits their weather, hits our weather market. So all these things here are going to be big factors
0: here in 2023. So, as Farm Credit Services of America, is there anything you could point to that you guys are doing to help farmers if they're looking to, you know, extend that operating loan? They're looking to do some different things for their their cash flow needs on the farm. What are some things that maybe you guys are doing to help out with some of these high interest rates, etc.? Just some of the, the the challenges we have in front of us.
1: Yeah, I think when we look at the the system uh, collaboration as a whole, one, we provide expertise given the the field that the the farmers in. So whether it's corn, soybeans, swine, you know, beef cattle, we've got experts in place that, that help producers tailor the needs that, that, that they need for their operation. So I think that's first and foremost. Two, flexible financing that, um, you know, given, you know, the, the farmer's operation, you know, we can tailor their, their needs, surra- uh, you know, surrounding the, the financing that they need. And I think education is going to be a big part of this. And, you know, staying up to, up to date in terms of where the market's going, um, understanding where you know what their working capital um, you know is for their for their operation but also you know al- allowing us to utilize our expertise for the for our customers and helping them understand where the market's going what are some market trends that they can follow all of those things there I think gives um, uh, farm credits a, a big a big valuable partner with with farmers across the country.
0: Matt before we wrap up, final thoughts, anything else you want to you want to mention or reiterate to farmers and ranchers listening in just as they think about, you know, the state of the farm economy here in 2023.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a big question and, you know, when I get asked about, you know, just <clears throat> general thoughts on 2023, I think first and foremost there's a lot of things just going on. And, you know, that leads to volatility. And, you know, we we talk about the supply and demand fundamentals. That's the most primary thing that we have to understand, that those haven't gone away. But we also have things like Russia, Ukraine that are still ongoing. We've got things such as, you know, we're not quite sure where... And what the Brazilian crop is going to be? If there's going to be any further reductions there to their safrina crop, um, who knows? I think the, you know the, month, the weeks and the months are going to um, you know tell us something there. What's going to happen with Argentina with with their drought? All of those things. And well, I haven't even got to the U.S. corn crop. Yeah. And so you know, if, if the expectation is we have 91, 92 million acres, if we hit trendline yields of 181 bushels that's going to be a pretty big crop. And so all these things are going to have influences on corn, soybean prices and just the general ag economy. So again, the supply and demand fundamentals stay the stay the course, stay the focus there and you know use farm credit as a as an expert, we're here for we're here as a good partner for for farmers and ranchers across the country. Matt, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thanks.
0: Once again, great stuff there, talking about the farm economy and more with Matt Erickson of Farm Credit Services of America, Farm Credit. Learn more at fcsamerica.com or farmcredit.com. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.